Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm all. And we're back with uh, action-packed week. I'm super excited for this week. This is going to be an awesome week uh, for DraftKings and games alone. I'm pretty excited. What about you, Wall? I'm pretty excited coming off the heater last week, Woj. I mean, it's college football. You, you can't not be excited. I mean, we get more games this week. We're going to get more games the week after. It's a great time of the year, Woj. We get the Red River rivalry, Wall. We get the Red River rivalry. I said it twice in a row. I dare you to try to say it twice. Yeah, that's impressive, Woj. Rather than saying it twice or even once for that matter, you've noticed probably lately everyone has switched it to the Red River showdown. And they, they blame it on politics or social, whatever, I'm sure. But that's not why. They just they don't want to say Red River rivalry, Woj. They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. Used to be the Red River shootout before uh, they decided that was not a good idea, considering gun <laughs> that was condoning gun violence. They changed it to rivalry, and now it's the shootout. Who knows? It's all the same. Uh, it's a great game. It's a great series. Ranked third overall uh, in 2005, I guess the Washington Herald asked two or 100 or 120. 1A coaches, what was the best rivalry? And it was the third behind Ohio State, Michigan, Army, Navy, and then it was uh, Oklahoma, Texas. So always a good game. It's uh, It's been a blast to watch the last couple of years. I'm sure it won't disappoint this this year. We'll get more into it later. Let's get into DraftKings last week. Well, it was a disappointing week for everybody. It was a low-scoring week, lots of injuries, uh, lots of people that should have scored points didn't score points, but we had a winner nonetheless. And that was in JM Do first time winner uh, with 137.30 points. Uh, beat out Story 1135 and second and James 03 and third. That's the real Jay Z and Story. Uh, took Will Rogers and Spencer Sanders as QBs, got 252 per point, which is awesome. Got killed by uh, Braid. Braden Allen, though, I'm sure that makes Story really happy, too. Uh, ended up with a crappy day. Uh, if he wouldn't have had Allen had somebody else, uh, he would have won by two landslides instead of one wall because he uh, he dominated uh, this week in scoring, which was pretty awesome. Well, <laughs> Paul Christ is gone, Woj, right? So I guess maybe we'll see a little bit more out of Allen. He's, he's the uh, running back that we don't give a name to, though. I will say that. You're going to have to make sure that Mr. <laughs> Doof there gets his, uh, gets his koozie, Woj. I mean, we've yeah. been passing the koozies back and forth between the talent, but we, we got some new guns. We got some new shooters in the rundown now. I like it. All right. And, and, and I know everybody's wanting to get this, and I'm, I'm sure Story wants to hear this as well. Uh, a official standings so far for both the average placement and total points i'm gonna need a drum roll no not for me look i don't have that <laughs> capability average placement story 1135 and myself are tied at 2.8 through five weeks and uh, mr doof over there who won this week is in third with 3.2 uh total points story 1135 is winning with seven 103.75 through five weeks. I'm in second with 693.74 and only a point behind me. One point separating second and third. That's Walrus 67 uh, with 692.78. Less than a point, really, um, if we're going down to the 10th there. But uh, yeah, what, what a it, 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 it's tight, tight game so far. It's anybody's game here. Uh, but the uh, the total points is still really tight. 
Uh, it's good to see Walrus up there. I know you talked about him last week, always uh, being pretty consistent, and he has been. So uh, I'm sure once we can get away from week five scores and bump those out, we'll, uh, we'll all jump up pretty high because <laughs> that was not a good week for, for a majority of the league or DraftKings in general. This week will be the 14-game main slate. Uh, so get on there, get signed up, get in the league. It's free. It's fun. You get a koozie. Doofiers is on the way. Um, so it's it's going to be fun, enjoyable. Uh, get in there. We always have a great time. Give prizes away for total points and average placement through eight weeks, uh, which is which is cool and fun. Wall, let's talk a little bit about last week's games. We had uh, another Georgia defensive mishap here. Holy crap. What is happening with them, Wall? I think they've given up more points in the last two weeks than they've given up all of last year. Uh, they played Missouri. They won 26 to 22, but 22 points to Missouri, Wall? I mean, I, I don't I don't know that it surprises me, Woj. I mean, these are football teams that we're talking about. I understand that Georgia last year, their, their defense was it was phenomenal, Woj. It's probably, you know, in our lifetimes, the best defense in comparison to the rest of the teams, you know, in NCAA football. It's a year-by-year -year basis all the time. But I might have been the best defense ever, you know, in our lifetimes that we've seen. And this year, you know, they're getting a little bit of uh, Jocelyn for me and you included, but they're getting a little bit of Jocelyn because, you know, they're giving up two touchdowns, three touchdowns, Kent skate scored on them. The world was ending at that time, but you got to remember they're still winning the football games and you're talking about three touchdowns. I, I get it. Missouri's not great, but you know, they put up 52 the first game against Louisiana tech, who's a respectable team. And they played Abilene Christian, who's not the best in the world, but they put up 34. You know, I, I don't know that it really surprises me that much. I still think that Georgia is the best team in the nation, but there has been a little bit of shakeup. Well, if you look at the, to win the national championship, Ohio state is now favored. It's a very slim margin to Georgia, but Ohio state is now number one and Georgia is number two. Woj. I'm guessing that Missouri game affected it. Yeah. I, I there in yeah, guess who's number one in the polls still. <laughs> yeah. Well, makes sense. it doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. I agree with the odds. And I do think Ohio state is the more complete team. Uh, but that being said, Georgia could flip a switch and could get crazy. But we all know Ohio State's story and what they do is they start slow and they finish strong. And they started slow, but they didn't lose that one game that they always lose. And I don't know if it's coming, but yeah, again, well, they, yeah, they, yeah we, we don't know if it's coming, but they look strong. They look good. They always get better towards the end of the season, like most college football teams do. But Ohio State just seems to lead the pack in that area. Uh, but the uh, the odds makers still have Georgia being one of those dominant teams. I mean, this weekend alone, their implied points of thirty nine point two five to Auburn's nine point seven five. I mean, they're they're still holding the defense strong even after that Mizzou or the last two weeks mishap. So we'll see what happens. Well, how about uh, Kentucky Old Miss? Did you get to catch that game at all? Because that was a uh, an interesting ending there. Uh, Old Miss ended up winning twenty two nineteen. Well. Yeah, I caught the game. I mean, it didn't, it, we talked about it. We thought it was going to be a close game, a hard fought game between two good football teams. I did think that Kentucky would come out at the end, but you know, that, that game is at old miss, which I, I question the outcome. If that game is in Kentucky, I question that we get the same outcome, but you know, it was an exciting game. All the, the press and banter afterwards was exciting in itself. You know, I don't, did you hear Lane Kiffin in his, his uh, interview, like when the game was over on field? I, I didn't, I didn't hear one. He was like, I don't know. I've never seen Lane Kiffin, you know, he's, he talks, but he doesn't really 
you know, he's, he's not going to brag too much. I guess I'll say he talks a little bit, but he's not gonna break too much. So the, I don't know who it was, but she was asking him, you know, like, I believe the question was like, do you believe you're a good team? And he said, well, we're five and oh, right. Like kind of, uh, <laughs> it threw me off. Like, you know, you, you beat Troy, you beat central Arkansas, you beat Georgia tech, you beat Tulsa. And now you beat Kentucky by three at your home. And you, you, what do you, you think you're in the national championship picture right now? Like, I don't know. I didn't get his response. I understand that they won the football game against their good football team, but I, I have a lot of questions about this old Miss team. I guess I'll say, Woj. Yeah. Uh, they've changed their kind of way they do offense now with uh, Corral gone. They, they've been running the ball a lot more. So it's a little interesting to watch. Uh, again, I wouldn't imagine the old Miss team scoring 22 points and winning uh, last year, but that's just kind of how they've gone this year and it's worked. Uh, but yeah, there was that penalty at the end. Kentucky had made the touchdown catch, which was a great catch um, and passed by Will Levis. Uh, but they uh, they ended up calling that back and then Levis uh, fumbled it on the next play from a big blitz from Old Miss, uh, which then subsequently ended the game with only, I think, 30 some seconds left in the game. So uh, yeah, interesting, interesting ending, but uh <laughs> It's, uh, again, it's a old, coin flip. It's, yeah, it's a coin yeah. flip. Like, yeah. He fumbles that ball and, you know, it's, it's a coin flip that he fumbled that ball. He doesn't fumble it. And then, you know, Kentucky probably wins that game at Ole Miss and retains the crowd. I, I will say that this Lane Kiffin, I believe, is a really good coach. There's talk about he's the man that's going to replace Saban over there at Alabama whenever the time comes. <laughs> if Saban is or if Kiffin's even alive when Saban leaves that program. But I, Lane Kiffin's a good he's a good coach. I'll, I'll give him that. And he's transitioned his team to their strengths. Right. Like you said, 22, 19, that does not get the win for them last year. But he's transitioned their team to play better football, different football, I should say, this year. So they do get that 22 to 19 win. And I don't know if you saw this either, but his his dog juice got an NIL deal. Woj. He, he got an NIL deal with Grove Collective. So Lane Kiffin's dog now has a has a NIL deal. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm surprised there aren't other NIL deals with like mustard or golf balls, considering the Tennessee game from last year either. But oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Tennessee, uh, maybe the fans will bring some mustard and golf balls to Death Valley, where they're going to be playing, or Happy Valley. Excuse me. I'm sorry. No, uh, Death we'll, Valley. You got no right. Death Valley. I'm sorry. Not yeah. that's. I'm thinking of the wrong valley. It is Death Valley. Uh, where they'll be playing the number 25 LSU Tigers, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Wall. Well, it always gets confusing with Clemson and such. Which there was yeah. a good game last week with in Death yes. Valley, the other Death Valley Clemson yeah. game. We NCAA. we didn't talk about that one. Yeah, that was a real good football game. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. I mean, Clemson came out on top again, but that's the way it goes. As far as this game, LSU in what I'll call the real Death Valley. I, I, LSU plus three over under a 64 and a half LSU plus 125. If you're looking at the lines on these books this week, Woj, you probably always look at the totals because you're a DFS guy, but you got to see how many of these games are at 64 and a half. I don't uh, know if, the, if these lines yeah. just got lazier. I'm <laughs> like, just going to put them all at 64 and a half. We'll take the week off, but there's a lot of games there. I guess I could see it. I mean, I'd probably shade the under in this one handed hooker. I'm sure that's a guy you'll be talking about, but he's a good football player. I don't know what I Tennessee is a team that I've been saying I'm going to fade. So I don't want to, you know, influence your opinions on DFS players. So I'll let you go first. Tell us who you're liking. So I'm not going to go too far into depth with each game. I got some lineups I'm thinking about, but Jaden Daniels intrigues. So Hennon Hook obviously is an intriguing play. Obviously. I mean, that's the most right now on paper, the stats, the best 
offense in college football. But Jaden Daniels at 7,300 from LSU is an intriguing buy in himself. What I'm worried about is Brian Kelly and what Brian Kelly is going to do for game plan of this. And I think he's going to slow it down. Why not try to slow down the most powerful offense in college football in Tennessee right now in Hendon Hooker? Now, the odds makers, on the other hand, like you just talked about, think differently with an over under a 65, uh, where Tennessee is slated to score 34 and LSU 31. There's still points to be had. Jaden Daniels might get some points. It's just one of those that I'm not 100% sure on. I don't really want to pull the trigger and put Jaden Daniels on my team quite yet, just because I'm, I'm worried of the Brian Kelly card, because he's done it so many times at Notre Dame, where he just plays he changes his game plan to the team and i know that's what you're supposed to do but in college it's not necessarily the story in nfl yeah i could see that but college typically a lot of the time you're playing to your team's strengths but again i i feel like he's going to slow this down to a really slow pace um but we'll see uh, we'll see if tennessee allows him to do that if tennessee gets out to that early lead then the LSU defense doesn't show up early, then they can't do anything. But the LSU defense has been playing pretty good lately. It's quietly been good. It's uh, It's been under the radar. So we'll see what happens early. But if you're one of those people that think this is going to be a shootout, like they say, Jaden Daniels, I don't think is a terrible play. He's cheap. He's only 7,300. There are some good quarterbacks in that mix, and we're going to talk about some more coming up. Uh, but he is a good mix because he does run the football as well. Um, and he has scored a lot of their points overall throughout the season. So just an option there to think about Tennessee on the other hand with uh, Tillman, Cedric Tillman, the number one wideout going out. Uh, he, your best play here is I think Brew McCoy. Hyatt is obviously the new number one. He's taking over that spot, but Brew McCoy is actually with Tillman out last week against that Florida game scored 25 points or so. He's only 5,700. And that's going to be kind of my, my trend this week is I'm just going to take wide receivers around that five, five and a half mark, uh, just because it makes more sense. There's so many good running backs and so many good quarterbacks that uh, you really got to save some, some juice for those guys. And I think you can save the juice for those guys in the, in the wide receivers. There's still a lot of really good wide receivers in the five K mark right there. Brew McCoy is going to be one of them. Uh, again, with Cedric Tillman out, he is going to be the guy that's going to score you points on Tennessee. He's going to be the guy that's going to pass it to him, especially if they're dying. So uh, look for Brew McCoy at 5,700 to do some damage here, Wall. Well, I like that Jaden Daniels pick. I mean, you mentioned that he can run the football too. He's, he's actually leading the team, obviously, in passing yards, and he's leading the team in rushing yards too. And then I, I looked in there, and he's having a great season. So I figured, figured maybe he's leading the team in receiving yards, but it wasn't the case. It's Malik, <laughs> Malik Neighbors apparently he can't pass the ball on himself and get credit for it, not in college anyway. So he's not leading in receiving. But rushing and passing, you know, even if they slow the game down, which I agree with you that that might be a strategy, a, a cunning coach, I'll call him, like, you know, Kelly, he might slow the game down, but even that scenario, I think Jaden Daniels is going to do some read options or something. He's going to get some yards, some chunk yards probably. So I think that's a good pick. I think Brian Kelly, I mean, he's really making things happen over there at LSU. We didn't expect they were, let's just be honest. They weren't a very good football team last year and they kind of given up on themselves and he's changed things around. They lost that first game, you know, to Florida state 
you know, we'll call it a learning curve. They lost by one. So it was, it was a close game nonetheless, but then they beat Southern Mississippi state, New Mexico, and obviously Auburn last week, which is, is a good win to have on your belt. Any year you beat Auburn is a good win. So I've been stating all along, even beginning the season, you probably remember this Woj Tennessee is just a team. I think they are hyped up too much, right? So I've been picking my spots, haven't bet against them, but this is going to be a spot this week where I, I bet against them. You know, they got that 48 and a half points per game, 365 passing yards per game. I get that 406 total yards a game, but who did they play? Was they played ball state. They played Pitt. They played Akron. And then Florida is their only claim to fame. And you know, they beat them by less than a touchdown. So, you know, they're not playing the best defenses in the world. Whereas you just mentioned LSU has a good defense. Yes. They have a great defense, actually top 15. So LSU's defense against Tennessee's offense. I think they, they're not gonna be able to stop. Uh, hooker by any means, but I think they can slow him down. So I'm liking LSU in this game. I'm going to take my shot here. I'm going against Tennessee. I'm going to take the money line plus 125. First half plus 112. I'm going to take alts on LSU minus three plus 150 minus two and a half plus 140. I'm going to go all the way down to minus six and a half at plus 230. So you probably notice, you probably notice there's a couple games a year, not many, one or two games a year that I'll do this on Woj. This is the one I'm doing this year. I've been waiting my time been licking my chops. Here it is. Pick your chance, right, Woj? I like all of those, uh, to be honest. And I was almost going to take LSU for my Wojen Wall pick, but I didn't. Uh, but that was going to be one of mine. But uh, as far as the Jaden Daniels things goes, too, Tennessee is giving up the most passing yards in the slate uh, at 309.3. So uh, just something to think about, too, uh, considering all the teams that you just mentioned that Tennessee's played, they're giving up still all of those yards. Yeah. Their defense is not very good. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, again, it'll be a game game plan thing that uh, either picks DFS or doesn't pick DFS. I think Jaden Daniels and Ellis, you have a really good shot in this game, if, if not who I think should be the favorites. Uh, but we'll move on. We got Texas Tech, another big showdown here. Texas Tech at number seven. Oklahoma State, 11 a.m. on the ABC wall. Yeah, should be a good football game. Oklahoma State, we talked about this one. I should say I talked about it last week as a game to look forward to this week. I've, I've kind of talked myself out of put any action on it, but you got Oklahoma State minus nine over under 69 and a half. Texas Tech plus 275 if you want to take a little flyer on them. I mean, they've played some good teams, Woj. They played, you know that they've played all ranked teams aside from their warm-up game against Murray State? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's been a it's been a grind early. I think we mentioned that too early in the season when we were doing the the um the conference previews. But yeah, it's been a grind for, for them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the, you don't usually see schedules like this. They played number 25, Houston, number 16, NC State, number 22, Texas, number 25, Kansas State. And this week, obviously, they're playing Oklahoma State, number seven. And they kept all those games, you know, respectively close. They've won against Texas. They beat Houston. So Texas Tech is a good football team. I think Oklahoma State is a great football team this year, though, Woj. I just I don't want to bet this game specifically just because Texas Tech, you know, they could knock off, off Oklahoma State. And if they do, that's something where I'm probably looking to bet Oklahoma State in the national championship because they're going to get a really good number if they lose this game. But to stay away from this, you know, Oklahoma State's defense week one, we all know they didn't look very good. They picked it up a little bit. They look good enough against that Baylor team. Were you watching that game, Oj? Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> They look good, not great, but they look good enough, right? Like they, they didn't play bad. I mean, that's a Baylor offense that's just been lighting it up. Yeah. No, I, and so so I guess that's what you I, sh- I should talk about. So 
when I think about Oklahoma State, I always thought of obviously Spencer Sanders. He feels like he's been there just as long as Sean Clifford's been at Penn State. But it's just one of those things where when I think about them, I think about the scrambling runs. I think about the the grinding, the, the run game, especially with the quarterback. It's just two-headed monster there with the running backs and the quarterback. And I, and I think about the defense not being up to par, at least – what we should, what, or I guess Oklahoma State defense not being up to par last year, which what we thought they could be, and I think they're gaining some ground in that area. While I think their defense is getting better, which again surprises me because this is the the highest spread gear, highest over under game in the slate right now at Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, which is wild to me, but it is what it is, right? Well, well, it is what it is, Roach, and it does, it shouldn't surprise you because I've been hammering their overs. Yeah, that is true. We didn't win the over last week, uh, at, but that was a small over at 56. This one's a little bit bigger at almost 70. So uh, in this game, wall, uh, obviously you have Donovan Smith. We can't pass up a game with Donovan Smith and not talk about him. He's a Texas Tech quarterback. He's only 7,000 on DraftKings. Now, the thing about him is, is he's had some up and down games, especially the one versus NC State. Uh, and uh, again, one of I don't know if I want to play him into this Oklahoma team. Even though they're slated to get 30 points, Oklahoma slated to get 39. I don't know if I want to play him. That being said, let's talk about Spencer Sanders, who's a grand more than an eight. I don't really want to play Spencer Sanders either, because Spencer Sanders has just been controlling the games, and they've been doing a very good job of that. He's only been scoring about 25 a game. And I think there's better options out there to score more than 25 a game, especially if I'm going to spend 8K in a guy. So... I might veer off both of these guys. If I'm going to take any quarterback, it's going to be Donovan Smith. And I think they're just going to ride him and try to get close. Again, one of those guys that is a dual threat quarterback likes to run some football, some balls into the end zone. So we'll see. I do, however, like some Oklahoma state receivers and Braden Johnson, who's at 5,600 and uh, Brennan Praisley, who's at 5,100. Uh, we took Braden Johnson last week. Uh, he only got nine points, but he was only 4,300. Uh, we got 478 per point out of him. This week, he's a lot more at 5,600, but again, they're slated to score almost 40 points. So it's just one of those things where one of those guys is going to do really well. Um, the other might get a couple targets here and there, and they're cheap. They're able to, you're able to move around some money. So I think either of those options are pretty good in this game wall. Well, I, I, one thing you didn't bring up, you brought about, up Donovan Smith, Texas Tech, obviously, but you didn't bring up his receivers. I, I'm guessing it's because there's just like, there's a corral of them. You never really know who's going to get the ball over there, right? They got they got eight receivers over 100 yards receiving this year, Woj. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, they do do spread it around a little bit. So you got to go cheap here. You got to find the value in the, the cheaper guys and whoever's going to pop off more of a tournament play, but uh, especially now that johnson's over I and mean, last week you could play it as a cash game because he was so cheap but this week might be a different story you might need to try to find someone that's a little bit more stable but i think they're going to get their value this week especially if vegas is uh correct in their assessment of the outcome of this game wall <laughs> we shall see Woj. as i like to say we shall see all right last 11 o'clock game we're going to cover today uh, we have the rivalry texas at oklahoma 11 a.m. and ABC wall. Yeah, 11 a.m. start time. We got a lot of these games in. It seems like the, this season, especially, they're all all the good games are at the same time. It's, it's a little bit disappointing, but you know this this one's always a good football game. They like to call it a barn burner. We'll, we'll see this year if it's a barn burner. They got that over under at 65. Texas minus seven, given a touchdown. If you want 
give the points. Oklahoma plus 225. Which it's been a while since we've seen Oklahoma with that number <laughs> in this rivalry. I'll say that. So. They've got to stop losing these unranked teams. That's why. That is true. And man, last week was such a great week, but Oklahoma was that one dull spot Woj, for last week. It made me, you know, I, I don't like them now. I might have to take Texas just for that fact though. We don't also, Woj, we don't normally see these two teams. If you're looking at them, there's no rankings on either one of them this year when they're playing yeah, this game. That's true. Um, I actually, and you know what? I really, where are they playing this game this year? Walt? is it at uh, the Dallas Cowboys stadium? I can't remember what SoFi stadium. Is that SoFi? I don't know. I don't know the NFL stadiums. I believe it's at the Cowboys stadium though. Which yeah, yeah. That's I, think, called. I think it's so far. I'm not sure, but I, yeah, the Cowboys stadium, but never, I, I actually think seven is generous almost to Oklahoma considering we're an unsure still yet on whether uh, Dylan Gabriel is going to play and Cade Ewers is considered basically a go for this game. He was a, almost a go for last week, at least is what they said, and he sat out. So I assume Kate Ewers, who you mentioned earlier, is one of the best quarterbacks you've ever seen in college football. He might be playing back in this game. We might get to see him after he got hurt against that Alabama team in that game. Uh, so if he does play and Gabriel isn't playing, I think seven is generous. But again, Vegas is interesting and in how they do these numbers. They're better than me at this, so uh, I'm going to go with them. Nevertheless, well, there is some plays in this, and you're probably pick, you're probably understanding. Oklahoma gives up the most rushing yards in the slate, so who are we going to take the best rushing back, running back in the slate? Bijan Robinson. You're he's pricey, Wall. He's nine K. Uh, so this is one of those that you can fill out a team, especially if you're going along with the you know picking those wide receivers around five K. You can get Bijan on your team, uh, but it's going to be tough. Nevertheless, like I just talked about, Oklahoma is awful against the run. Let me let me get their rushing numbers here. They're giving up 198.2, 4.5 per play or per per attempt, and 2.2 rushing touchdowns a game. Uh, so again, this is just one of those that Robinson could lick his chops. Last year, it didn't go that way. Robinson only got 20 some points, and they used more of the passing game. But it's a different quarterback. I don't know. If, Again, Katie Ewers might come out and just slaughter him like that. Who we 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 don't know. Uh, it's it's one of those things where I think we're gonna have to watch this line and see what happens later in the week with those injuries. Well, hey, well, you, you I mean, you mortgage the house. Whatever you gotta do to get John Robinson <laughs> on your football team, that's what you do because I, I don't, you said he's nine thousand. You figure out a way to get that money and pay for him because he's gonna run this Oklahoma defense over i mean it, it'll be like a ford f-250 out there and the, these oklahoma linemen are gonna be trying to stop him it's it's gonna be unreal we'll see maybe i'm wrong who knows but I, the real question in the game which is the quarterbacks because you mentioned texas with quinn ewers and i'd like to say something you said i i mentioned on the podcast that he was the best quarterback I've ever seen I, I was very careful not to say that would you because i only saw him play you know that little bit in alabama but i said the plays i saw him the passes he made in alabama he looked better as any other quarterback I've ever seen in those few plays I saw. So I'm not going to go out there and say he's the best quarterback I've ever seen right now. At the time he played, he only played a couple quarters, I think. But the plays I saw out of him, the touch he put on that football, the way he was leading his receivers, that that was the best football I've ever seen out of any quarterback for two quarters. So it remains to be seen how great he is going forward. I think he'll be real good. But on the other side, the, there's a quarterback 
question over there too, Woj. Gabriel, you know, I'm sure that's a player you're familiar with. He's hurt. Belleville stepped in last week. He didn't look so good, did he, against TCU? No, so no. Who are they going to put in there? They're going to put in there maybe they might go back with Belleville or they go with Booty or, you know, who knows? Evers, yeah. Two, you got a third string, fourth string, maybe quarterback starting this football game. So they got question marks on their side of the ball too. I don't know that I'll put any money on this game. It's, it's too random for me. I'm sure you could guess who I'll be cheering for though. Oh yeah. Longhorns all the way. Well, I'll be cheering for him too. I, I, again, I think it's one of those games that could be interesting and good, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's a good rivalry. Uh, it's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm going to be glued to it for sure. Uh, Walt, we got a, another game, big game out in the Pac-12, number 11 Utah at number 18 UCLA, 2.30 p.m. on Fox. UCLA ended up beating the Washington game I had last week uh, and, and put me back a little bit in the Wojan Wall pick so I guess the real Jay-Z was right in that pick, Walt. Yeah, we need to hear your active contrition on this podcast, Woj, because not, a, not only on the rundown, but uh, off the rundown, the, the fans don't know. The rundown nation does not know, but you two were jarring back and forth, I believe. I heard anyways that you two were jarring back and forth. So I, I think we need an active contrition from you about that game. But UCLA, they, they look like a good football team. They're not a team that I really respected coming in the season or even last week. I didn't, you know, I've, I've changed my perspective a little bit on them. But I also, which we didn't mention this, but I'm, I'm looking at, we just talked about Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Texas, Oklahoma. We didn't even mention the, the best Big 12 game this, on the slate this week. They got, they got another big game. I, I don't know why we're so Big 12 heavy this week, but they got that TCU-Kansas game. Which, yeah, the TCU-Kansas game. Is, I, that's two, yeah, it, two ranked teams. I mean, Jesus. It, and it is another high over-under game, <laughs> which is going to be good, and they're, they're tight. So we'll see. I, I, I think we'll talk about them more in a little bit, Walt. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know we were, but Utah, UCLA, this game, we're at Utah minus four over under a 64 and a half. <laughs> There's a surprising number for this week. I told you what they did. They just said, Hey, we're just going to throw 64 and a half at every number. We're going to see where the bets come in and move this. We can move it. So UCLA plus 150. I mean, after watching them last week, I'm sure there's going to be some people, some rundown listeners, especially that are licking their chops being like, I can get plus 150 for UCLA just to win the game. I mean, they got to be licking their chops. So I don't know. This Utah has got a good defense. So I, I don't know that you're going to take DTR, maybe one of his receivers, which if I had to guess. Uh, actually, no. Your boy, Charbonnet. I'm actually mm, not going to real. Mm. I, I'm not thinking anybody. But if I was, uh, if I was going to make some moves and not take Bijan Robinson and I was going to move some things around and take some other guys, he is not a bad play. He's been playing really good lately, and he's only 6,800. Uh, you give Utah some credit here, though, because they do have a little bit better defense than what they've done playing, but still scheduled to score 30-some points, So, and he catches some balls out of the backfield. So your boy little Zach Charbonnet is, uh, is a possibility here, Well, he, I mean, he's a great running back. Which The, the problem I have, and I, I don't want to say that it – you know, Cameron Rising, quarterback for Utah, he's a very good quarterback, but this game is going to come down to Utah's defense versus UCLA's offense. You know, DTR, and as you mentioned, Mr. Charbonnet, can Utah stop those guys? And I, I think that they're going to be able to. I think they're going to be able to keep them in check anyways. Yeah, I was really surprised last week when I was watching that game how well Charbonnet played. And uh, Basically, that, that was the downfall of Washington altogether. It was just uh, they couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop that aspect of UCLA. So I, essentially they just lost the game right there. It didn't matter what happened at the end of it. The first half, even they just, 
they lost the game to Charbonnet, just not not being able to stop that aspect of the UCLA offense. So it's good that they have that double offense there where they, they can it's it's balanced like we talked about with Ohio State, where if they need to run it, they can and they can productively do it if they need to. Well, that Charbonnet runs hard. So you got to be, you got to have physical linebackers and you got to have physical linemen if you want to get him down to the ground. But the the question I ask is if you are going to bet Utah and every, you know, every inch of me, every bone in my body wants to bet Utah in this game. Just I'm a, I'm a Utah fan. So that's one of the reasons, but I don't like UCLA that much, but I just can't. And I know I shouldn't, you know, they got that goose egg, and that means something. We're we're five games in the season right now. And they got five and oh record with the goose egg there. I, that's a tough team to bet against. You know, there's only, I think, 16 under, yeah, there are 16 undefeated teams and two of them are not in the top 25, actually. James Madison. I, hey, have you been watching James Madison? Watch? <laughs> I have not, but now that you mentioned it, I should. <laughs> you should. They, they got some votes this in the AP poll. They got 30-some votes, I think. They didn't poll in the top 25, but nonetheless, the point I was making is, you know, you've only got 16 teams that are undefeated, so it means something. UCLA has played a couple teams you know, I, I'll just stay away from this one altogether. I don't know where to go with it. Yeah. A couple other guys I just want to mention. Uh, we did talk about the Texas Tech game. Miles Price, who's at 5,500. He's the uh, receiver there. Questionable, but it looks like he's going to play good wide receiver, putting up some good numbers. Uh, if Vegas is right with the with their implied points, I, I would expect him to score a lot of points. Uh, on the other end of this, we're looking at Ohio State, who's implied to have the most points scored uh, for this weekend. And Julius Fleming, the wide receiver, is only at 5,000. He's been popping off lately, scoring in the upper teens. Uh, and at 5,000, he is a that, – that is a giveaway for especially scoring 49 points in the game, which they're implied for. So he should be on your roster, especially at 5K, Julius Fleming. Um, and then let me talk to you a little bit about the running backs, okay? So there, there is a slew of running backs and quarterbacks that you could take here. Bijan is expensive, but there's the, also the option of Blake Corm, who's only 7,900. I think he went down this week. They're playing Indiana, who hasn't been very good against the run, but Braylon Edwards is back. Uh, he did play against Iowa. He caught a passing TD. Uh, he didn't rush it much. Blake Corm still got 20-plus rushes, but he might be a possibility at 79 if you don't think they're going to go to Edwards more and maybe back off of Corum just to kind of keep his legs under him. I don't know. It's hardball. You never know with hardball. Um, Kansas, on the other hand, Devin Neal, who hasn't done very well this year. He's only 5,400. And when I'm looking at Kansas, I'm looking at the fact that the two guys behind Neal, who are Daniel Hishaw and Kai Thomas, or Hishaw is out for sure. Thomas is probable. Neil's going to carry the ball a lot more here, and he's scored upwards of 50 points in games almost this season already. And at 5,400 in a game where it's slated to be a big shootout against TCU, that's not surprised to pick him at 5,400. So he could be your other option with Bijan, could be your other option with with Corum. Uh, and Raheem Sanders from Arkansas, my last one at 63. He's just been carrying the ball a lot. It's just one of those games where I feel like Arkansas can just grind it on the ground, especially with possibly their quarterback sitting. And lastly, Wall, Max Duggan, who's my for sure going on my roster. He's only 7,200. They're playing TCU. Or, excuse me, they're playing Kansas. I didn't even take Jaden Daniels um, in this one. Uh, We took 
or Jaden Daniels, not Jalen Daniels from Kansas, but Max Duggan popped off last week and he scored 13 touchdowns in his last three games. So uh, again, and that was versus Oklahoma being one of them where he scored five on his own. Uh, so Max Duggan is a for sure thing. I think here this week at 7,200, if you're going to want to get some points and he's cheap considering most of the other options out there. Uh, I think we're going to sink more of our money here. Wall is going to be running backs this week, but yeah, we'll see what happens from there. Well, actually I got one more running back or I guess one more thing to talk about. We always talk about play whoever's playing Michigan state, the quarterback, but Right now, that's Ohio State, and that is uh, C.J. Stroud. I'm not playing C.J. Stroud because he's 9,200. And the fact that Ohio State's going to get up and he's going to sit, or he's not, they're not going to play like they usually play. So here, here's the deal. Mayan Williams is only 7,300. If you don't go with Bijan, and I guess possibly you could go with Quorum with this, it'd be tough. But if you don't go with Bijan, Mayan Williams is only 7,300. had a 50-plus game last week. But Henderson might be back in. Trayvon Henderson, the other running back, might be back in this week, but he's still questionable. So it's one of those things to watch. If Henderson doesn't play, Mayan Williams is uh, – I would sit Robinson and Corum and play Mayan Williams uh, because of just the, the way this game is going to play out in what I'm seeing in, in 49 points. It's going to be a blowout. Mayan Williams is a good play wall. Well, I, I like that you – I like a few players you said there, Wojcik. I'm not the – not the DK guy by any means, as far as fantasy, you know, daily fantasy, but I, I like the, uh, the Texas tech, uh, wide receiver miles price. You mentioned, I believe you mentioned him. Yep. I mean, we talked about before how they have that stable running or wide receivers, but he's, you know, he's by far the most targeted. So I like that pick. And one thing I'll say is I like, I like Michigan as a football team, Blake Corum, what you said about Harbaugh, you never know what he's going to do. You really don't. So it's a little bit of a wild card, but just, just this week, I, I watched, obviously I watched Michigan play last week. Unfortunately, they, they crushed our Hawkeyes, but they, their offensive line, Roach, in this, the only reason I put in this bet, I put in Michigan to win the national championship, right, at plus 2,000. Only reason I put in that bet is because I watched their offensive line. Their offensive line is just, it's insane. I, we mentioned it at the beginning of the season, I did anyways, how I thought they were the best line in the country. I still think that. I think they are the best offensive line in the country, and I know people don't pay attention to it or care about it, but a good offensive line I mean, they can really help a football team and lead them to a national championship. And plus you get, you get Michigan at plus 2000. You're talking about essentially what they have to do is beat Ohio state, right? So you're betting them plus 2000 to just beat Ohio state. And if they do that, you can hedge your bet because they're, you know, they're getting in the playoffs in that scenario. So I, I put money on them and I like that Blake Corum pick just for how good their offensive line is. Which... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, last week you won. Last week I lost. Oklahoma State overhit. Washington minus two and a half did not. Uh, this week I am taking TCU minus four and a half. It's not good. It's not a good bet considering it was minus one forty-five. Uh, but you could go, I think, uh, minus five or six, and you can obviously get a lot better odds there. But um, there are a lot less juice. But TCU against Kansas, I feel like this is just one of those things where people are giving Kansas's offense too much credit. And TCU just beat up on an Oklahoma team and kept them 24 points, given their quarterback didn't play the whole game and their backup did not do very well. But we're talking about Kansas here. This is where Kansas falls back down to planet Earth. 
Uh, and I think TCU wins this game at least by a touchdown wall. Yeah, I, I mean, the regression to the mean, I guess you're saying, with Kansas. They, yeah. they're, a good, they're a good football team, which is the best. You're betting against the best football team in the Big 12 right now. <laughs> you're betting against the Big 12 leader. I don't, I don't know about that. You know what? I, I said it before, 5-0. and oh, You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this bet, Woj, because it's your pick, and that's just what I do. You know, that's, that's what keeps me in these books. That's why some of them haven't limited me yet, because I, I bet your bets every week, and they think <laughs> <laughs> They think I'm some kind of Johnny better because I'm betting your bets every week at least once. So, you know, I, I don't hate the pick Woj. I'm just, I'm not at this point in the season, I'm not going to bet against a five and O team um, except for one scenario that'll come up in my pick them. That's the only exception Woj. And you could probably guess who that is, but I do want to say I did beat you last week and I'm happy about it because the world is back on its axis. You know, things are normal as expected. Okay. okay. And, well, we, we had a good week though last week, Woj, and you got to enjoy those good weeks. You know, Purdue was a great win. I'm, I'm sure you probably, yeah. fa- mm-hmm. you, you, you didn't fade it, right? You, you jumped in with me. Oh, I, I did. I faded DraftKings, but I did jump okay. in with you. Yes. No, no, no. Okay. I did. Very yeah, good. That was good. Very good. Yeah. That was, that was a big win for us. They won that game straight up, which obviously, you know, I had a little bit on the money line too. So it was a real good week. Hopefully that continues this week. Any guesses where my pick them is going to go? I, I bet it's going to the game that if I didn't pick TCU and I didn't think this was a, a, a definite TCU win and Kansas was going to uh, revert back to the means, as you called it, uh, Tennessee LSU. And I, I like the LSU pick wall. It's exactly where I'm going. Which you got, you know. I wish this game was at night. It would be a lot easier pick, but it, it is at in the afternoon because that man Death Valley gets loud at night. It is. It's a spectacular scene. It, it's still a good, you know, good home field to play on even in the afternoon. But it, it's going to be tough for Tennessee to go into that place. And you got a home, you know, dog getting three. You know, give me the home dog getting three. Give me that team that I was wanting to fade all year. Give me this solid LSU that plays defense team. It's uh, the stars are aligning, Woj. That's where I'm going. <laughs> stars are aligning. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. We're out.